Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Sunday brings one of the sharpest, most remarkable twists in the life of the church. As Jesus enters his holy city of Jerusalem, he receives praise and accolades before the feast of the Passover. The crowd waves palm branches and say and proclaim, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. However, some of these victorious chants were fickle. Because only in a few short days, such chants will cease and be replaced with shouts of crucify. Oh, sure, you have the argument that the crowds are different. There's different people. But let's face it. When it comes to our expectations, our great and fallen expectations, by the way, and those expectations are not met in the manner or time which we would like, we can turn pretty quickly. Years of faithful service can mean nothing. Commendation can become condemnation. Contentment can twist to contempt. Waving palm branches can give way to palms closed in fists that threaten, strike, slap, and do a host of other unspeakable things. Yes, we have the victory of Palm Sunday, and I hope that each one of you got one of these. This is our visual for this evening. No slides needed, right? You've got it. And speaking of palms, when you consider the whole Bible... Palms hold an even greater distinction uh, place at another ancient annual Jewish festival, and that is the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Booths. All Jewish men were required to attend this festival to celebrate in person every year in Jerusalem to remember how God had provided for Israel during the 40 years in the wilderness. So you're in a booth, you're in a tent. To celebrate this. And it's a reminder of how God provided for Israel. Miraculously. And so during this feast of booths. Or of tents. Tabernacles. People come with leafy boughs and palms. And celebrate. Rejoice. Before the Lord. In this way the people remembered. What God had done for them. And he gave them, again, things in miraculous ways, right, that you probably remember. Manna that they did not work for. It just appeared. Quail that was driven in by the wind. Water from the rock. And unlike Passover, which is in the spring, the Feast of Tabernacles occurred in late September, generally, uh, or early October. And it was close to the Day of Atonement. You remember that. The Day of Atonement, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle the blood uh, and, and sanctify himself and the people for the sins of the people. And he also would take two goats. One would have all the sins of the people confessed on that animal. 
and be sent as a scapegoat into the wilderness. The other was sacrificed. And then the high priest took that blood when he entered the most holy place in order to place it on the mercy seat. And again, during those feasts, it was all a reminder of God's faithfulness, his, his covenant faithfulness, his love, his mercy. When Israel camped in Jerusalem every year, they not only remembered and celebrated the Lord, they, rem- they also remembered their past failures and sin. But they certainly did remember all of God's wonderful and gracious providence and care amid what like seemed a hopeless situation, right? The wilderness, there's no resources out there. There's no way we're going to survive out here, this great people with such sparse and scarce things. But that's not the way it worked out. Again, manna, quail, water. Their sandals never wore out. They had all that they needed to support their body and life. And so, especially at the Feast of Tabernacles, also called the Feast of Booths, Moses commanded to take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of leafy trees, and willows of brook, and rejoice. Rejoice before the Lord and celebrate. Celebrate as a feast of the Lord for seven days in the year. Today you have palms to celebrate as well. To remember Palm Sunday, our Lord's victorious and surrounded by pomp and circumstance, his his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. But also you have palms to remember Christ's victory, to rejoice before him for what he does for you this day and every day. We're on the verge of Holy Week. We're almost there. We're almost in the season of Easter, not quite We're getting there. We're getting close. And we will hear about all sorts of things, the same things that we hear in our Lord's Passion every year. We'll witness Him instituting His supper, battling Satan in the Garden of Gethsemane with prayer, His arrest and betrayal by Judas, His brutal passion on Good Friday and death, His suffering and His death. But we also, with the palms, remember why he did it. In his seemingly impossible and disappointing and frustrating situation, right? He's not liberating Jerusalem from the hands of Rome. He's not raising up, right? He's, he goes to death because uh, uh, the Pharisees are nervous because he raises Lazarus from the dead. And boy, people's expectations really get big then. Oh, he can just raise a whole army, Right? That's not the way it worked out. Jesus does it. He suffers and and, and endures all the things of Holy Week to eventually and ultimately give us eternal victory. Even amid a hopeless and for some people disappointing situation. Therefore, we don't have to wait until Palm Sunday We don't have to wait to the future to wave palms. You can do it now if you want. Go ahead. It's okay. Wave it. It's all right. If if nothing else, you can, you know, cool me off. That's what I said, you know. It's kind of nice. To remember the victory that God has given to you directly. It's a physical reminder, a promised treasure of that victory. St. John shares in his revelation a vision of, of heaven. 
And in that vision, a multitude of the saints are holding palm branches in their hands. They're clothed with white robes, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and they are crying in victory. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That's from Revelation 7. Even though you may feel frustrated now, there are pains in your life, you feel loss, you have difficulties, you have stress. Remember that you have the same Christ as these people in Revelation, as the saints in heaven now. You have the same Christ. You are baptized and you are covered in Christ's precious blood and righteousness. Salvation belongs to your God who sits on the throne of the Lamb. Salvation belongs to you. Because of what God did for you. He sent a Savior to secure your salvation. Something none of us could ever do. And this victory came, of course, at extreme temptation and agony and sacrifice, as we well know. We know what happened to Jesus. We'll hear about it in the next couple of days. Stripped naked by Roman soldiers and beaten. Mocked with a purple robe and crown of thorns. Shamefully beaten and whipped. Shamefully hung on a cross. And that's not the worst of it. Right? We think, oh, that's really bad. That's really bad. You're right. But that's not even the worst of it. The worst, being rejected, abandoned, and damned by the Father. Imagine it. Taking all those things upon himself and off of you for his name's sake and for your deliverance, for the victory for you. Remember today that you are victorious because of Jesus, despite the pain and loss, all those negative things that are happening in life, all your worries and frustrations and fears, you have the victory because of Jesus. And so, yes, we rejoice with the crowds at the Festival of Booths. We rejoice with the Palm Sunday faithful. We rejoice with the saints in heaven. We rejoice because very soon other leafy plants, especially lilies and other wonderful, beautiful, colorful flowers, will be cast around this altar as well. Such greenery always symbolizes rest, beauty, peace, tranquility, life for the people of God. It reminds us of the life that flows from Jesus to us, who has restored us, who has restored his creation, and will one day cast off sin and death and pain and former things forever. In the Song of Solomon, the palm tree is referred to as a symbol. It's a symbol of strength, symbol of vigorous life, symbol of abundance. In a hot Mediterranean climate, the shade of a palm tree offered relief from the direct heat of the sun. Palms were also carved in the walls of Solomon's temple. They were a reminder of the victory that God brings to us, the rest that God brings to us. So rest today, recline joyfully, covered in Christ's blood. The heat of condemnation, 
The burning of that same condemnation will not scorch those who receive Jesus by God-given faith. That is why we hold palm branches in our hands and why we remember. Even if your life drastically turns upside down, remember who always holds the ultimate victory for you. Never lose heart. Never let go of God's promise for you. Because it is a promise. And God keeps all of his promises. So celebrate the victory this day. Knowing that the agony of defeat, sin, death, never lasts. But Christ's victory, his word and kingdom, endures forever. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.